Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. The scenario is called Cadenza. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it's from World War Cthulhu Cold War Covert Actions. Uh, Matthew Sanderson is our game master in this episode, too. Our recap will be given by Nathan Decker as his character, Gerald, Gerald Morrison. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Nathan? All right. Uh, we start in the cockpit of a fighter jet flying above the clouds. You can see it's nice. It's fluffy. And you can see a younger Gerald Morrison looking forward, storm clouds on the horizon. We cut to a briefing room at the SIS headquarters. Thomas Kellerman is letting uh, the five agents on this mission, or yes, uh, Dr. Wraith Longshaw, a CIA agent, uh, biochemistry, physics, Victor Young, a technical specialist with the CIA, Carl Holden, a translator with the SIS, and Stan Gursky, surveillance, counterintelligence. We're being told that the island of Cyprus is not only in danger of a pending Turkish invasion, but there's a particular problem outside of Limassol. At the base there, Wing Commander Thomas Musgrave has been caught in a honey trap by an Evren cartel who drugged him and took compromising photography of him, perhaps to get information on the nuclear warheads on the base. She's a known associate with a Mr. Snow. Maybe he's looking to, uh, make off with some. We know once we're there, we'll meet with a George Knight, the base commander, uh, and see about a Bryce Fredericks, an engineer at the local number station there, along with Corporal Reginald Sanford, Corporal Fredericks, and Sergeant Emma Howland. The five of us head out. We cut to the past. Gerald is flying the fighter jet. The clouds have grown dark. An instrument panel lights up. Something's wrong. We cut back to a different plane, a transport vessel ferrying electronic parts, and the five agents, now dressed as RAF police, for their cover. The SIS agents are all listening to the number station as it counts down and the plane is going in for a landing. The CIA agents are bravely standing back with their hands over their ears so as to not hear the possibly dangerous message that we know from a letter has caused the deaths, or at least been related to, uh, two Section 46 agents who are listening in. At noon, Carl recognizes the telltale sound of a theremin masterfully played over five letters as the plane's power and the base around it fluctuates and goes out. The plane stalls. In the past, Gerald is flipping instruments up and down in the fighter jet. You can see the clouds are taking on a rotation. Things are getting worse. Back in the present, we're standing with Musgrave on the base while our liaison, Lewis Palmer, stands nearby smoking. 
An ambulance in the distance is taking a woman who was shocked by a speaker on the roof away. We find out that Musgrave was meeting this woman at the Marina Bar Cafe outside of the base. There is a chance that we can meet her. Possibly. We also find out that uh, Sergeant Howland found the number station engineer that was assaulted from behind before the tapes were set on fire, leaving only the A tapes running on a continual four-hour loop. Seems strange that she was there three hours before her shift. As we're talking, Palmer saw something over his shoulder, and Stan and Gerald chase an old man dressed like a butler with a small cello case into a supply tent, but find it empty. Where did he go? We go back to the car, and we're headed back to the H quarters, H quarters, headquarters, as uh, we all remember that this, uh, this Air Force base is above quite a number of warheads, ripe for the taking in these power outages. We cut back one final time to the past. The jet is spinning towards the ground. Gerald is sweating as he's reaching down and you can hear an automated voice counting out. Five, four, three, two, one. And as the ejector seat goes, you can hear a theremin begin to play. Very nice and ominous. So, your Land Rover pulls up outside the lovely rectangular two-story building of SHQ, not that far from the long airstrip. And you are ushered out and uh, guided inside by Palmer and uh, by Musgrave. Um, inside, the, the building has a very lacklustre decor. It's a very functional building, hardly a surprise here. Uh, lots of different shades of blue, pretty much, between the walls, uh, a lighter blue, a darker blue on the floor, a sky blue on the ceiling. And you're led upstairs to the second floor, which seems to be the kind of the heart of the operation here. So there's various offices, There's uh, the air traffic control is up here. And you're led through to one, one particular office, which has a grand view of the airstrip and then over the rest of the base. Uh, there's a large mahogany desk um, at the end, of the, the end of the room. There's a captain's chair behind it. Uh, there's a few items in here besides the desk that do imply luxury of command. Indeed, the, uh, the man behind the desk with the, uh, with the name tag Group Captain George Knight uh, which gives you an indication of who you're here with. He looks very stern. There's a series of phones on his desk. There's one black, one white, and one red for various different secure lines and different locations, whether internal or external. And he is fairly busy, frantically uh, writing away on a notepad after having just put one of those phones down. He looks up to you and gestures for you to take a seat or stand as you so wish, pretty much opposite the desk. So you're our guests from London, yes? And the United yes. States. Wait, do I say that? <laughs> uh, yes, we're here to uh, to help with your little 
engineer problem. Yes, this is a, a bit of a mess all round, really. <clears throat> so, Eco looks expectantly between each of you. You got anything to inform me of? Tell me what I'm supposed to be doing, or are you uh, waiting for me to dole out dole out instructions? Carl seems very quiet. We're still in the process of figuring out what we're going to do. Um, yeah, not we just arrived, so uh, we uh, plan to go into the village directly to follow up some leads. What uh, would you estimate are the uh, variables in that, in terms of locking down the base and that sort of thing? Um, he seems to take on a bit more of a, what's the best way to put this, a, a more serious demeanour then, but one that implies um, that he has been efficient and basically doing his job rather than the kind of standoff, uh, standoffish nature you got from him with his opening statement. It's almost like he's going back into work mode. Well, the, off, the base is on full lockdown. I understand that uh, uh, Musgrave here has organised some passes for you. So you're able to go through the front uh, the front desk without any problems. The main the main entrance in and out of the base. Uh, you have 24 hour passes, which should be long enough. And to be honest, I wouldn't recommend staying out there any longer than that. Uh, we're getting reports that there's been some uh, some violence already between the Turkish and Cypriot communities out there in in the city itself. The village not a problem, but the closer you get to Limassol, you are going to encounter you are going to encounter fighting, and there are going to be complications. So. If you're planning on going out there, I would very much recommend going out there now before before the shit hits the fan even more so than it already is. Because travel is going to be significantly more difficult the later you leave it. Right. For the time being, though, the village should be pretty stable. We just don't want to go outside of that toward... That's where the action is being reported from. Limassol's where it's all happening. The Aquatory village itself, there's nothing being reported as yet there. Now, in terms of your facilities that we've made available to you, uh, we've got an office set up for you that's uh, just down the hallway. Uh, we've set up a, a computer terminal in there. You've got uh, phone access there too. Uh, there's a couple of cot there's a couple there's cot beds enough for all of you, so you've got somewhere to sleep. There's base there's wash facilities here. They're fairly basic, but it's the same as everyone else. So, no special treatment, unfortunately. Now. I am a busy man, as you may in indicate. When the shit hits the fan, and when I get the go-ahead from London, my orders are to get the nuclear arsenal out of here immediately. I need to get that working, and I need to get that working at the drop of a hat. At the minute, with all the mess that is happening on this base, that is my number one priority, and the, the thing that is causing me the greatest headache. On top of that, we're organising civilian eva uh, the evacuation of civilian personnel out of Limassol and out of Aquatory Village to, to basically provide sanctuary for them on the base. Uh, we're going to be providing facilities down at the... Uh, he kind of looks around over to Musgrave. Uh, down at the hospital, isn't it? And he, he nods. That, that's right, sir. So... so a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of logistics on your plate already. Yeah, uh, how, it's not being made easy already. 
how, uh, by what means of transport would the missiles be uh, removed? They'll be flown out with the Balkans themselves. Gotcha. So we're protecting the aircraft and protecting the warheads. You look like you're thinking. Jose, is there anything else, Holden? Or... Go ahead. Uh, if I may, this might sound weird, but I promise you there's a reason for it, sir. Do you, is there any civilian band presence on base at all? Uh, he looks a little confused. A civilian band? Like, uh, is there any reason that an old man with an instrument would be walking around the base? Uh, he looks quite incredulous at that, looks to Musgrave, who then also shakes his head in the same similar okay. kind of fashion. Um, no, I mean, we do we do have bands on site, but most of them are from personnel. Right, um, uniformed, I would assume. Um, yeah, and I'm uh, not aware of any old man in any band right. around here. No. And there's no, you don't have any, you haven't had any, any problem with homelessness or any vagrants or anything like that recently? You think we allow homeless people to wander onto our base? No, I'm just, I'm just checking because of uh, uh, we, they seemed that there was one earlier, but um, we'll, we're, we're going to look into it. Uh, I, just, I was just wondering if there's any other reports of anything like that. First I've heard. Okay. Yeah, it was over by, the, um, by one of the tool sheds. Okay, uh, we can get some of the MPs to have a wander around there if you're planning on heading out, out of the base soonish. That means that they're not going to cross paths with you, so we can get, we can get a search going over there. That's no problem. But that does sound bizarre, to say the right. least. I'm, I, I have a question. I, I, I realize this is probably far more mundane than, than you need to be consulted about, but the, um, the officers and so forth on, on, on your base, are they in the habit of, um, uh, when they visit uh, Akateri or, or you know, they're on a bit of leave, do they continue to wear their uniforms? Or do they dress down? Depends on the individual. It depends on the length of the stay. If they're going on a longer pass, they may well dress dress down to civvies. If it's only a short journey, then they would almost invariably wear uniform. Hmm. So when we go into town, this dress is appropriate. Well, I also, I would say that if you make sure you have a car that has a, a union flag flying, uh, that will make it clear that if any, if you do get into any unfortunate incidents, that hopefully you'll be left out of it because they'll be uh, not wanting to start a diplomatic incident. There was an unusual electrical incident earlier. Have there been previous? <laughs> We've been having them all morning so far. So it's limited to the last twenty-four hours, but they've been it's been repeating. Uh, maybe not even that long. It's pretty much been since the middle of the night. Uh, has anybody noted the exact times of those? I went, I'd like to see if there's a pattern. Uh, the best thing would be to check in with the infirmary. But if, as I've said, if you're if you're planning on heading out, so I would suggest doing that sooner rather than later. Okay. But yeah, your oh. first point of call would be the infirmary. They would have all the details of that there. I didn't merely mean electric electrocutions, but like the power outage on the landing plane and that sort of thing, the brownout that happened. Oh, we, we've been, have, like I said, having them quite, well, I'm not sure regularly, but definitely sporadically um, ever since the middle of the night. Very interesting. All right. 
you have um you have civilians uh specialized civilians some working on the base um do they wear name tags do they wear identification badges oh, they would certainly have passes on them uh, depends again what their role is um, if they're some of the more technical personnel that we bring in civilian contractors for instance um, they would have name tags uh, those that work in say positions where it's they're manning the let's say the sergeant's messes bar or that they're working in the local post office they necessarily wouldn't have wouldn't have such tags and i i i sort of excuse me, you know, I wouldn't want to be rude in any way, but I, I, I turn to the others and I'm like, what if we set a kind of a trap? Um, I am a scientist. I could pose as a nuclear specialist brought in because of the weapons. Um, if I had some sort of name tag, then when we're visiting the, uh, the bar, perhaps Miss... Uh, Cartel will see me and make a move to lure her out of the shadows, so to speak. Or perhaps more likely her replacement, because it would seem odd that she would Do continue to haunt a place that she had been recognized from. Yeah, perhaps you're right. Still, it might be a viable way to catch at least a lead on what's going on. I like the idea broadly. I would yes. like to bug the place, the cafe. Night when you're talking about the say the cafe, it's very much you get the opinion it's kind of it's off base, it's not his problem. So he kind of like shrugs and says, do, do what you want there. Oh. Hmm. Well, we'll let you know when we have results. Hmm. Sorry? We'll let you know when we have results. Gotcha. And he gestures towards the the doctor, saying, "Yeah, if you want a name tag, we can provide that. That's that's trivial. So, if you need anything, primarily go through Palmer as your point of contact. If you can't get th- get it through Palmer, go to Musgrave, and you better have a bloody good reason before you come knocking on my door. If you need anything, of course, you're very busy. Gone. Thank you for your uh, cheers." Right, and he sits back down. Uh, Palmer and Musgrave take this immediately as the sign to get the hell out of here. So they gesture you to uh, to head outside. And they take you down the corridor, as said, that you, we've got a room set up just down here for you. And there is indeed a no-frills square room that's been set up with five cot beds, a table. Uh, there are two phones, a red, uh, black one and a white one, so for internal and external lines. And also you've got the uh, the aforementioned computer terminal so that you can access some of the electronic records on site. Let's um, let's go over precisely the order of what we think has happened and see if we can find a way to track down Miss uh, Cartal. There should be a, a line Has of Musgrave left? Of, are we alone? Uh, Musgrave, Musgrave stands outside. Um, he well, he will say, "I've also got plenty of stuff to do at this point." So, if you need anything, Palmer is going to be sticking to you like glue. Okay. So, um, if you want him in inside the room or outside the room, that's that's up to you. But yeah, if you need me, go through him. We'll have him wait outside. We're going to be changing. 
while he waits, maybe he can find uh find us a change of civilian clothes. I don't know if you need it, but I'm not going to a bar dressed like this. As am I. I I tell him too that I would like to look like somebody who might be have been brought in because of the nuclear stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just going to relax at the bar and see if some nosy person comes up and starts asking me questions. Right, yeah, he says, um, I'm sure I can find some kind of one of those pocket organizer things to make you look like a scientist. Nice. But yeah, you, you see you want clothes. Um, he says, I'll be back in five minutes. And he heads off, leaving you completely alone so so that he starts getting your, your clothes and your disguises set. Okay. I will start scanning the room for bugs, just in case, because I do want to talk about Section 46 uh, missions. Give me a signals roll. Of course. Uh, 17 out of 60, so that is a hard. Pretty good. Yeah, you do a scan of the room, you bring out your bug sweeper, you do a scanner of all the corners, all the usual suspects, all the places Mm -hmm. where you think bugs might be. If they're in there, the room is completely clean, so you, you are safe. We're clear. I'd like to discuss uh, our Section 46 objective. Which, what are we going to pursue first? The SIS objective or the Section 46? I think that we had a clear clear orders to do the uh, Section 46 after we solved the uh, cartel problem. As we'll, we'll, we'll use the excuse of it being additional information a loose ends that we're trying to find right um the only danger yeah. there to consider is if these are i think we've more or less discussed that these seem to be on that four hour loop these power outages i don't know how long that village is going to take but if it takes four hours i don't know that i want that number station playing i, I just don't know how far it goes or if With they're the- waiting to strike with the invasion, our window of, of opportunity is closing pretty fast, so we better do what we can right. at the village first. I intend on bugging it first before Dr. Longshaw does his disguise. If you'd allow me to just plant some bugs. Uh, of course. At, a, at the bar? Yes. Well, you can bug me, too. That's correct. Um, I mean, I, I guess it seems like the the indication from you know from the higher ups is that if we don't immediately find cartel, then and we start investigating the things we want to investigate, then what are we doing? Why are why, right. why, why yeah. haven't we found right. cartel? That will so raise it's suspicion. Like, it's just we have, and so it's it it might be unfortunate that we have that this might not be the most optimal order, but it seems we need to. Once we have cartel, then it will simply be we're cleaning up the rest of it because that is that is our mission is to yep. take her out and clean it all up. So we can take however we want, however long we want, as long as we make sense that we're still cleaning it up. So that is our window of, of uh, investigation on everything else. And who all is aware of the cartel situation? The, uh, the blackmail and the... Uh, I believe it's us, us and Musgrave. Yeah, is, I don't uh, think Knight Commander knows. Knight? Yeah. I don't think so. Otherwise, Musgrave would be fired immediately. And Musgrave 
do we know what Musgrave did? Musgrave provide any information? He gave us a photo. No, no, no. Did he provide her any information? Oh, how long ago were these Polaroids taken? Right? Is this happened last week? The reason why I'm asking also is because of my idea. I'm not so sure that she's left. Right, because it said it, we were we were told that she tried to blackmail him. Did she actually succeed? Right, and if she most, didn't, most that's people. why she might be looking for someone else that she can gain information from. Towards the end of last session, um, when Musgrave told Palmer to bugger off around the corner, mm. um, he made it abundantly clear to he kind of he stressed the point that he had not passed any information okay. to Cartel. Mm that he'd been, he'd been able to stall her because the base had been on lockdown because of the pending invasion. Right. So she might still be looking for someone, in so which no. case our primary mission in that case was to capture her. So just I to mean, be clear, Knight does not know about Cartel. Uh, you aren't certain one way or the other is the, okay. uh, is the easy answer there. Um, you can give me all int rolls, though, to... Uh, well, int or psychology? Ooh, right that way. Mm -hmm. Shit. No, I passed int. Extreme. Ten. Okay. Uh, regular. Int. Regular. Okay. If you remember back to the almost the precise wording of the initial briefing that you were given uh, by Kellerman, was that he stated that. Musgrave had been in touch with SIS and that he'd done so directly. That means he went over Knight's head to do so. A, with a man that's like, like Knight, that probably pissed him off. And B, it, it implies maybe Knight doesn't know why SIS were called in. So... It could be one way, it could be the other, but you, you're pretty certain that Knight's going to be in a position where he resents having having a subordinate go directly over his head. It also might mean that Musgrave doesn't trust Knight completely. He doesn't want to get fired. Well, that's true, but he also might not trust him. Uh, from um, the uh, the dates on the uh, looking at when the photography was done, uh, if you if you wanted to get the details from Musgrave, you could have done that. Uh, Saturday the 13th of July was when he was seduced. Sunday the 14th is when the blackmail notice came through to him. Last week, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah about five days ago, because then on the 15th, Monday the 15th, was uh, when the coup d'etat by the Cypriot National Guard happened to remove President Archbishop uh, Macarius uh, the third from power. Samson took his place. And that's when pretty much everything started snowballing downhill towards the, the imminent invasion. Okay, so we're going to head out to the village. We're going to go to the cafe, set up a trap there. After that, we will see what happens. If nothing happens, I say we go to the infirmary. And Does I that trust sound like a plan? Yeah. Is I trust that somebody's going to be watching my back. Is there a reason we're avoiding the number station on the way back? We don't have any reason to go there yet. At well, least from there. We can check for sabotage. I would like to have a chat with uh, Sergeant Howland, since she's the most likely to have attacked, having gone in 
what we believe to be three hours early. That's right. certainly suspicious in my book. And she's the one that found the fires or did she start them? And should we find a way to replace the tape? Um, if that tape is actually causing some problem. They should have backups in the safe. If those weren't caught at a mysterious fire as well. Uh, I would definitely like to get a standard version back on nothing that has a theremin interlude. Yeah. Uh, And the people in the infirmary were basically going to be asking about what they were doing when they got shocked, right? Yeah. Which if it might even be good to wait until they're in more stable condition for that. So I think, right, when we get back from, when we'll assess things, we'll get back from the village, perhaps there'll be a little parade of small men carrying instruments when we drive back and we'll have to look into that if indeed such a thing exists. If only. And isn't Fredericks in the infirmary as well, the victim of the knockout blow? Then we can also interview him. We can find out maybe he was just smoking too close to the reels. Someone hit him on the back of the head and his cigarette fell out. Wouldn't that be convenient? If only it were that easy. There's no such thing as coincidences in our line of work. Well, you you say that. That's an interesting point. The uh, I, I'm afraid I'm not very good with names, but the, the, the woman who went early to the station, three hours early. Uh, Sergeant Howland. Emma yeah, Howland. Howland, yes. Howland, yes. Um, I can think of, you know, there might be a couple of possibilities as to why that occurred. Um, one of them is she could be an agent also from another group that's doing an investigation or was fa- or was uh, moving in to, uh, to investigate something. But it does seem more likely that she may be the direct cause of the fire and the uh, knocking the man out. Although she certainly isn't very exposed under those circumstances. That's true. I mean, I would like, I would like somebody else to take the fall if I were going to club somebody and set all the tapes on fire. Or to even but she might have, she, she yeah. might have some little clue that we can, if it's not her, that will tip us off as to who it was. I'm just thinking that when of. you see when you see people sneaking around, it's usually us. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time that forty six doesn't tell us about other agents that are out there. I'm afraid I've been burned. Oh, don't start. <laughs> So what does our timeline look like? We immediately get our clothes, head out to the village, and then what we tell Musgrave to wait a couple hours, contact uh, Kartal and say, I'd like to meet. I'm sending Dr. Longshaw in as my intermediary. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I thought Good idea. Pick me up because I'm a hot, intelligent man with a tag that says I'm a nuclear physicist. Yeah, don't flatter yourself, Longshaw. It's, it's a bit on the nose, don't you think? Well, <laughs> it's just you. You have to hope that she's there at the right time, and that it's a lot. That that's a lot of setting up when we could just get her to be there. Right, but uh, I assume okay. she'll be rather cautious if she's expecting an intel pickup. She might have eyes on the cafe already, which is good. Why well, it might be good to go incognito. Correct. I'm, give it a I'm try. planning to just go in civilian and have my gun hidden, 
take a couple drinks. I'm not particularly uh, bug worthy, but if I've been there for a little bit, maybe I'll be overlooked. Yeah. I'm just going to go in in civilian clothes with a backpack with my trusty toolkit. The only clarification I would offer is that the Marina Bar and Cafe is not in Aquateria Village. It's in Limassol. Oh. Which is why they were making the uh, stressing the point of oh. if you wanted to leave the base, and that's where the kind of the starting of a war zone is happening, do it sooner rather than later because there is outright conflict already starting there. Oh, I thought it was an Aquateria. All right, so we're heading into a war zone. A pre war first, yeah. first time? <laughs> no. So that that actually creates a little bit more of a problem. Uh, it's not a it's not a highly populated area, so it's very likely the question would be asked: Who are you? We've never seen you before. Why are you here? Yeah. And just tell case, her to I go could, into the village. I could say I was brought in as a nuclear. You know, but, but why did you go? Why did you go all the way over? Why all the way there for a drink, though? Yeah, especially with the, don't know. the war. Right. Yeah, so if, if the war is starting up, why would you not just go to Aquateri for a drink? Right. Hell, you could have a drink on the base. A, I'm a bit confused. Are we not just having Musgrave say that he has some information for her and that the blackmail worked and we were th- draw her out? The, we, we were trying to figure out a way that seems less that would put her on edge. But yeah, my oh, I, I well. was under certain misconceptions. So my toss my idea out the window. Well. If uh, if she's any good at all, she's going to have misconceptions right. and probably have a couple snipers nearby just waiting for us. Well, we'll be able to set the parameters with having Musgrave call for a location mm-hmm. to meet at, so we can just pre-bug it and then have... Do you, are you saying we think we can get her to go to Aquateri so we don't have to expose ourselves as thoroughly? Most definitely. Why would Musgrave go out to a war zone? That's because he's being blackmailed. You CIA types know how blackmail works, right? Usually, it gets you to do something you wouldn't normally do. Why would he just have her meet Nakutiri? I I mean, if I you better have a very good carrot to dangle because uh, that seems like uh, Spy One Hundred and One. When the blackmailed person changes the meeting site, don't go. Did he? Well, I guess is the cafe their supposed meeting site for all meetings, or was just that where they met at the first place? I was under the understanding that that was their next rendezvous point, but I could be wrong. I don't know that we were told. It's where they met initially, and it's where another follow-up would have been arranged. Okay. He was he was supposed to call there, and then they would be able to get in touch with the cartel to arrange the meeting. You could possibly say that uh, you know he's already uh, postponed it by saying the the base is locked down. I can't get all the way to Limassol, but I could possibly get to Alcatiri. That's a good point. And then we 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 could offer that. And if she doesn't show, then. Well, maybe we've tipped our hand, but she just still doesn't have what she wants. I guess, do we think that she would be willing, do, you, do we think that, that she would buy that, or do we want to meet her all the way out there at the cafe and get her and bring her over, just because we're worried if if we don't, then we're not going to get a meeting at all? If we don't want to go to Limassol, we can say we can meet in the village, you name the place. 
That's a good compromise. Right. And Musgrave might have some impression from the blackmail note of her inclinations in this yeah, regard. Yeah, we, 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 we can see what Musgrave says. I mean, clearly she's extremely ruthless. I don't know what else we know. He knows her. Well, he doesn't really know her. Except perhaps in the biblical sense. Well, gentlemen, we are in a muddle. I, I mean, I'm I'm game to try this idea of proposing a secondary location. I'm just uh, I'm skeptical that she'll go for it. And I mean, that, that's, uh, the like benefit, said, of course, would be that we would then be able to see what uh, who else she brings because she won't come alone, not unless she's a complete idiot, which doesn't seem to be the case. We know that wild. someone was filming. So Unless those are wrong. Yeah, those are two options. We, we either risk going all the way out there to the cafe and we ensure that we meet with her or we if we think that that she'll take it, we risk offering her. Sorry, you know, we, you know, we tell Musgrave to say that he can't go all the way out because of the base lockdown. He'll meet somewhere in Aquatiri. She can choose the place. Right. And I think it would be beneficial to have someone already posted up in the village. Get that through radio after that phone call's done so we can bug that place right away. Does that make sense? What's your purpose of bugging? Our whole, this is not a get information out of her at the site thing. We just need to capture her and bring her back unless there's some information that you are looking for that we don't know about. It's just good to have insurance. Well, and it's true that if we bug the place and then she arrives with a confederate and we can learn who her confederate is before we arrive, mm -hmm. it's a lot of ifs. There, yeah, there's a problem, too, with bugging something like a bar. You're going to have a tremendous amount of chatter. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of background noise. Yeah, your parabolic there's... microphone is not terribly useful if you don't know what you're pointing it at, and there's a crowd of loud people drinking before the war starts. What do we know about this uh, woman? Uh, has she, is she a known agent? Is she? Uh... We know that she's associated with a Mr. Snow, who himself is associated with the Black Brotherhood. We know now what she looks like. Uh, I think we know almost nothing else. She's apparently charismatic. I think she's, uh, she's a local? Or do you think that she's come in from somewhere okay. else? The assessment based on her name was that she could be local, but we don't know if that's actually her name. So we want to just surround the place where we're going to meet them and then just capture them? I mean, that, that's our mission, right? Get, get, that's step one, get cartel. If she's there and we can get her, why not? Unless she's stupid, that's not going to work. We have to make I mean, it seem... I mean, she wouldn't be so foolish as to walk into a place that she might suspect is trapped by us. Um, uh, well, that's why we, we let her pick the place, and then we just, no matter what it, where it is, we... In fact, you know, Musgrave could arrange that she didn't 
tell him the location until she'd been able to scout around Aquatira. Perhaps we, um, we, it also, we, in the location, perhaps we don't uh, go uh, directly towards her, but we follow her at a distance until she's in a place where she would be comfortable, her apartment, her uh, hotel room, and then we know where she is and we can capture her there. Well, we stop losing time while the uh, revolution gathers speed and just get to Limassol. I don't think that we can be afraid of the revolution. It's, 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 we are agents. We're used to being in dangerous situations. And that kind of situation actually presents us with a number of excellent opportunities, such as using guns in uh, places that would normally not be allowed and abducting people off the street as they walk out of bars. Hmm. Just for example. And people not, not asking questions because... No. All right. So let's tell, I mean, Musgrave just dismissed us. So the timing is a little awkward, but we'll ask Palmer to get a message to him that Palmer doesn't look at, checking in whether he thinks she could be lured to Aquatira. And then we just get in the transport and head to Limassol and look around. Time is wasting. Yes. Yep. Okay. So what's on your uh, message that you're saying? for Musgrave's eyes only. We need for you to arrange for... Well, first, we're going to attempt an interception in Limassol. Uh, wonder of your estimation of possibility of success of luring her into Aquatira for a pickup. So was that a question directed to me or? I think that's that what his. <clears throat> that was my idea message. message to Musgrave. Okay. Our plan and a question about what he thinks about it, plan B. Okay. Well, he can come, come and meet you rather than exchange messages back and forth. So once uh, it is just the, uh, the five of you plus him in the room with Palmer outside. Uh, he says, I can definitely make the call. I can say, look, I've got, information for you meet me at the meet me at the marina bar cafe um i basically i call i call the phone number for the uh for the bar cafe and say look i'm ready i'm coming and then i think it's the owner or one of the one of the guys that works there then will contact cartel um i don't see why well unless unless something stops her from turning up I mean, it's her choice, but I can't control her actions. <laughs> Can I ask you a question that I, I may have lost the information on, but what sort of information was she looking for? Ooh. Oh, go back. So she wants information on how to steal a nuclear warhead, right? That's what they thought. That, that, that is what the RAF thinks. That there was a specific list. Um, hell of a timing if that's the truth mm -hmm. here we go uh, Musgrave was to provide information about the nuclear warheads on the base so maps showing where they were kept 
specifications of the warheads, their serial numbers, the list of all personnel with access to them, etc. So basically yeah. providing every all the information available about A, what's stored there, and B, who can get at it. Right. So how to steal it and what you're stealing and, and what you're selling if you steal it. <laughs> yeah. Or prep work, prep work ahead of performing right. a theft. How about putting me on that list as a, as the person who knows the most about the warheads? You're actually suggesting getting that information together and taking it off base. No, you can give her fake information. I don't know. Um, yeah, I can draw a list that, of random names. Not much of a strategist on yeah, this sort would... of things. I'm the scientific consultant. Um, well, nice. The nice thing is you don't actually have to provide information. If you can't give the full account, you send your doctor here who, I'm sorry, doctor, you look like an egghead. You're you're very smart looking. It's all in your head. Exactly. There's no paper traces. There's nothing to follow. She can just talk with you at the bar. And right. when she goes, aha, there's the doctor. That's when uh, we shoot her guards and we abduct her. Very direct. Uh, it also strikes me as she's blackmailing him for information that will be moot in a couple of hours as soon as Knight gets those nukes out of here. They're going to be different. She might not know that. Yeah. Only the serial numbers will perhaps remain the same. So it almost becomes meaningless data. The request Wait was a made moment. before all this kicked off. Um. Our, Musgrave's here now, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, if you want him to be, otherwise you can have him sent away to, to make that no, phone call. I don't think we... Oh, yeah, he, he can go make the phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, Gentlemen, it, it just occurred to me that might be the entire point. What if those Vulcans launch with the nuclear warheads aboard them and then our signal turns them off and they just crash into the water and get picked up by somebody. Well, let's hope they don't tune in their radios to anything at that time. But yes, I, I think that's a very real, the, these power outages are the biggest threat to all of this. If she knows where they are and how to get to it, a power outage. Because you were listening to it on the radio, uh, Carl, but it affected the whole base. Was everybody listening to it? I don't think so. I think it's safe to say that the electric systems on the landing plane were not listening to the theremin broadcast or the numbers that followed it. Something that's happening could knock those airplanes right out of the sky. Right. Yes. Knight's plan to airlift the nukes out might be ill-considered if airplanes do not reliably work, which is something we might point out to Knight before we go gallivanting off to Lima Sol, which are we doing? We we want to get Kartal if we can. Yes. If we can get her, then we'll get her. That's that's it sounds like point. we yeah, we said a meeting at the cafe then. Are you sure about being the one to meet her at long shot? Something could go wrong. You could get shot. I could get shot just we'll sitting around doing nothing. So as I signed up for this, I, I'm not happy about it. I don't want to die, but 
we'll keep him safe. Okay. I mean, if there's any precaution, like uh, a vest underneath? Most likely, if I'm the expert, then I'm going to be taken hostage by them. But That's correct. So vest wouldn't do me any good. Yeah, they're, they, they don't. They're not. They don't want to shoot him. They're also quite big and bulky things in the seventies, yeah. anyway. Um, plus, by then they'd find the microphone that you attached to me. If we're going to still do that, I don't know where we. Yeah, I, I would like to maybe put one in the sole of uh, one of your shoes. Oh, get smart. Case get bugged. Yeah, um, you can set one of those up without any problem. All right, I'll do that for him. Or at least maybe a transmitter so that you can come and find me wherever I get. Uh, yeah, that's for the other shoe. Don't uh, don't lose both. All right, I'll, well, I will be across the street just monitoring. I'll set up a surveillance area. Look for any vehicles that she's coming in on and perform sabotage when she's inside so she can't escape assuming things go really bad. So I'll be prepping for the worse. Stan, are you more of a, a long range or close close quarters uh, type uh, expert? Uh, both, but close is usually better for what I do. Hmm. Then maybe <laughs> we, uh, we head to the bar a little early, grab a couple drinks ourselves. Sure, yeah. Splendid, and then I mean, once once we know that she's there, I mean, it's just a matter of getting her out of there without making too much of a scene and making sure that nobody she might bring with her, if she does, stops us. Do we have a uh, a generic vehicle we can take? It's I suppose it's a little a little much to ask for a van with tint <laughs> tinted back windows, but. <laughs> oh, Katiri, how uh, how we could walk there? I mean, it might take a little bit of time, but. It's just outside the base. Oh wait, we're going. We're not going to Aquatiri. We're no. going to. Well, we also need to 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 escort a woman back to the base. So that's, I don't think walking is a good idea. We uh, changing our plans. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm one. I'm three plans behind you. <laughs> we yeah. We have to go to the cafe because we 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 have to get her. So we need to make sure that she's there. Also, if if gunfire does break out, then we've got a good cover story because it's just the just the war. Okay. Did they give us a place to sleep here? Is this the same part room? Of it? The same room that you? Yep. There's five cots. All right. So while we're in the in the few minutes that we're waiting, I'm going to quickly write a letter. Mm-hmm. And leave it on my bunk. Um, and it just is like it says just something like just in case, you know. <laughs> Basically saying goodbye to everybody that I know if I don't make it. So And while these others are taping microphones and inserting them into the heels of shoes and whatnot, I'm going to see what this terminal is capable of. What access okay. I have to the base's records. Right. Uh, let me have a quick look. You can certainly access a few things from here. Here we go. 
you can access personnel records, a range of site reports, including checkpoint logs, uh, personnel rosters. Uh, yeah, pretty much the standard kind of admin workings of the base itself. Oh, there's probably something here to pour over at length, uh, particularly given the names of personnel and transitions between teams and whatnot. Is there a, is there a log particularly of the number station broadcast unit? Uh, there is. If you want to give me a computer, a computer use role, you can dig up the, uh, the logs. Oh, oh, nine. That's uh, only a hard, but that still works. Right. Um, in which case, you find this. Uh, check so you, you've uh -huh. got Sam, Samford logged in at 14.54, timed out, this is yesterday, and then timed out at 23.01, so one minute after his shift ended. Uh, Fredericks arrived at 22.55, so was there uh, five minutes before his shift was due to start. Uh, basically, so there's a little bit of got a few moments of handover between them, you think. Right. And he was signed out at 22 minutes past midnight uh, by Sergeant M.E.H. Emma Howland. Howland arrived at 13 minutes past midnight and then oh. timed out. Uh, she then left at 4 th uh, 4.33 in the morning. So she did her whole shift and half an hour extra. Uh, well, at least that, that whole shift, rather. Which, yeah, she shouldn't have started until 3 a.m. But she turned up at a little after, like, 22 minutes past, well, 13 minutes past, and then didn't sign out again, or signed out Fredericks at 22 minutes past. So presumably between that 13 minutes past midnight and 22 minutes past, that's the time of her arriving finding Fredericks was uh, unconscious, putting out the fires that were in the uh, in the number station, and then getting Fredericks to the infirmary. That's the kind of timeline that you can piece together from that. Well, it's exceptional that she would sign in so early for her shift and then find that things were terribly awry and then bother to sign him out when he is unconscious and she's, the you know, magnetic tape smoke is not pleasant. That's very, yeah, there were suspicions of Howland have been magnified by this quite a lot. But if, if we are to understand that whatever tape was running when she arrived there is the one that is running now, it was started before she got there. Because that would have started at midnight. So right. that first iteration of what we heard on the plane would have just happened. Right. I'm wondering why, if perhaps while you super spies go out to the war zone, a couple of us eggheads shouldn't just go to the number station. Specifically, we were told not to do that. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I figured, I figured in character I could say it. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to piss off uh, Ed, then that's uh... uh. It's only a matter of time. We might want to get some ducks in a row beforehand. I agree. I want. Right. I do. I agree. However, with what Longshaw said earlier, I believe it was Longshaw. I don't want that repetition to continue. Like to get if we can replace I that tape. You, but... 
We need to. All right. Uh, off to Lima Soul then. All right. Uh, just one last thing. I'd like to cover our own asses and set up some counter intelligence. I'm going to place a bug in our room. I'll let everyone know. It's just going to be recording. So if anyone goes into our room while we're not here, we'll know. Good idea. That's it. Yep, don't have to roll for that. You can easily set one up. Look around and see how you've arranged everything so that if things are moved or... You can place a piece of hair on your desk drawer, see if that's disturbed. Mm -hmm. A classic. Um, I'm I'm rather limited in that uh, that area. Can I borrow? No, you one can of use yours? mine. <laughs> you see, I do have a sense of humor. Well, you got me there. All right, let's go to the war zone. All right, so you're heading out to Limassol. Now, you mentioned amongst a few things about potentially getting an unmarked vehicle. Is that a route you want to go down? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, please. I okay. would also like a nice concealable knife, you know, for reasons. Sure. Uh, Palmer can certainly arrange that. He says there's there's a number of vehicles that we've got on base that can, uh, that can easily fit that description. Um, he does go look at you with a kind of a bit of a you know this is probably more dangerous than going out there in just a regular vehicle right i mean if we if we go out there with a land rover that at least declares ourselves as being uh being from the base that gives us a degree of protection that in theory we shouldn't get fired upon if we go out there looking like regular civvies we could be fair game you you prepared to get in that kind of mess if that if that happens i actually do think we should have the vehicle with the Union Jack because Cartel will know. That's fine for the uh, the way out, but I certainly don't want uh, to be in the business of seeing someone abducted to there, and that's no cover at all. I suppose mm -hmm. you could just drop us off away from the bar, perhaps. I, I've I've been around that area before. I know there there are plenty of side alleys. I mean, it, it's a more built-up commercial commercial area, so there are plenty of places to park up and hide and not be seen. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy to follow the device bomber. Yeah. And since you know the area, do you know what's across from the bar? Any? Uh, it's on the uh, the north side of Franklin Roosevelt Avenue. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole lot of apartment buildings on the same on the same side of the road. I think the other side is actually the the marina itself. So it's kind of going out into the docks where all the all the yachts are and the basically all the sailing vessels. I imagine a lot of those have got out of town already. Yeah, because I'm gonna try and look for a place to just surveil the bar from across the street that I can get access to. Uh, there's got there's bound to be somewhere that you can do that. Yeah, from above, from one of the from one of the apartment buildings that overlooks it. Right, that's that was going to be my idea. Yeah, you can suggest a few places if that's what you're looking for. It is. Good. Right, well, Musgrave has made his call. Um, he comes to meet you just as you're gathering your stuff to go down. 
and he looks a little bit concerned and to, uh, God, gestures for Palmer to, uh, to make sure the vehicle's ready and waiting for them for when you get downstairs. Again, kind of dis- uh, wanting to discuss things with around you guys that he is not supposed to hear. And he looks say, a little bit concerned. He's, I think something's off that the, uh, the, bar, the guy at the bar that I spoke to said he'll pass on he'll pass on the message but don't expect any word anytime soon i don't know what he meant by that is this a fellow from the bar that you've uh, done any business with in the past as it were i'm I'm fairly sure from the voice it's the owner uh, a fellow by the name of Ilias. did he sound himself anxious um i think he sounded a bit distracted Probably the gunfire in the background didn't help. That's gunfire in the background. Yeah, it's it is in Limassol. So it's begun. Well, they said that there were small riots going on already. Gunfire would imply a little more than a riot. Unless it's a few stray bullets. Yeah, so we've got reports of sporadic attacks between the uh, between the Greek Cypriot paramilitaries, the uh, the Turkish Cypriot enclaves in Limassol, and even uh, Avidmu, if I'm pronouncing that right, about 13 miles west of Limassol as well. So mm. there's stuff going down all over the place. It could just be that he doesn't know if she'll have safe transport. Yeah, he, he didn't say it in any ominous fashion. It was more just a case of, as a matter-of-fact statement, saying, don't expect to reply anytime soon, and then he hang up. Well, it's not going to get any easier, so I suggest we carry on. Um, thank you, Musgrave, for making the effort. Uh, I know it's a large space, and there are a lot of people. How well do you know, if at all, Emma Howland? I, I know her. Um, she's uh, obviously seconded to, to SIS. Um, what kind of thing do you want to know about her? I'm wondering about her personal relationships, if if there are any that you're aware of, if, you know, there is gossip, even if things are not approved. And how odd is it to somebody, for someone to show up at a shift hours ahead of schedule the way she did? Yeah, that was, that was something that did... I don't know, didn't ring as alarming, but uh, definitely rung as a little bit unusual. But she said that she just turned up to, to, uh, to talk with uh, Fredericks because they were supposed to be meeting before, um, before his shift started, but he didn't show up. So that then made sense why she went to go and see him at the station. She didn't go to start her shift early. She went to go and see Fredericks. And I've not read into anything that there's any relationship between them, but they... They do have a degree of camaraderie. Those three are somewhat separate from the from the rest of their their, their peers because of the work they do. It's very much they can only really talk to each other about about certain things. So they are pretty pretty close. Um, just so we're clear, the three there are four. Who's the isn't uh, am I incorrect? There's... Uh, there's there's only three members of the there's three members of RAF that have been seconded to SIS, um, mm. Howlands, Fredericks, and Samford. 
Very good. I see. I see. Yeah, um, Howland's exemplary. I can't. I can't falter really. Exemplary is good. Um, when we get back, assuming we get back in fairly good time and shape, uh, I'd like to see her roster so as to know when we might speak with her. She's an eyewitness to something that's relevant to all this strangeness. Sure. I, at the moment, everything's been thrown into disarray because of a the station being. Uh, in need to be repaired. Uh, she is currently in a holding pattern waiting for authorization from yourselves to go in there and begin repairs uh, because I say station protocol is that when this when this kind of thing happens you are, you are supposed to be the first people on site. You then give authorization for anyone else like her to go in and do those repairs from because there was fires to be put out that we know there's electrical damage. There has to be repair work to be done. We can't do anything until you say so. So she sense. is in a holding pattern as of last night, waiting for your arrival and waiting for clearance to go in there and begin repair. And she's uh, she does not have clearance to leave the base, correct? Uh, she hasn't been given a pass, no. She has no Good. reason to leave. Good. Keeper, what is the hour at this point, would you guess? Ooh, that's a good, good question, because... You would have been doing your bits for probably, I'd say, using real-world time that's passed and time that took to get from the airport to get there. It's probably about two in the afternoon now, or a little after two in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So 14.20. Mm -hmm. Just as a guess. Good uh, right figure. So that means we have less than three hours until the next repetition. Uh, less than two hours. Oh, less than two, two. hours, right. Um, How long is the round trip between here and the Masol? Uh, in assuming that there's just regular light traffic, this guess it could be anywhere between light and heavy, or depends on who's fleeing the area, really. Uh, it normally takes an average of about 20 minutes. Uh, for get my thing up to get some numbers it's nine miles so 14 and a half kilometers between the airbase checkpoint the main gate and the marina bar cafe so yeah 20 minutes in light traffic if you're doing that that run should be short on the way there and a little crowded on the way back as people are fleeing perhaps mm -hmm. very good all right that should give us a little window thank you very much Well, if we want to hurry it along, we can always try to have Musgrave, you know, sweeten the pot, but uh, maybe say that this is a time-limited information she needs to meet now to make any use of it. But that does give us less time to set up. Well, given the reply that he got from the cafe in the first place, I imagine that it's already all or nothing. Let's move. Yeah. And, we're, and when we're in the vehicle, I'm going to ask Palmer about Howland as well, just to see if they have consistent impressions. Okay. Um, yeah, because he would he would have a bit more of an insight to certain other things that uh, that maybe 
Musgrave doesn't have. So yeah, you'd be able to get some other relevant points from him. Yeah, I mean, he's talked with her before, um, mainly before she got in, um, she got seconded to SIS. Uh, says that he's talked with her once or twice. Uh, she's a sergeant. She's definitely she's doing well for herself in terms of her in terms of her career. Uh, she's intelligent, dedicated, and very professional in how she acts. Um, she made comment once that she was kind of very much wanting to join the RAF to literally fly away from her past. That she wanted a fresh start, and this was her, this is effectively the life that she's wanted for for so long. Um. The one, the one thing that he kind of almost does, not does like a mic drop ending on, but does say that um, he's seen that there's definitely one thing that kind of connects her and at least one other of the SI of the SIS secondees, in that she plays the piano really damn well, and that uh, likewise uh, Fredericks also is a uh, bit of a musical uh, virtuoso himself because he's been uh, he's been playing at the the local sergeant's mess before they've done their mm. uh, duets on the piano and he's he's like played saxophone and uh, violin he's he's played a few instruments saxophone and violin are quite different skills so he must be rather uh, gifted yeah he seemed pretty good uh are there any other musical outlets that the staff here enjoy let's have a look the main one is I believe the sergeant's mess let's have a look my file is being remarkably uncooperatively slow yeah here we go the sergeant's mess is the main place it's kind of the the place to be if you want uh, live music. Uh, there was, or there is a lesser kind of scene in the uh, the junior ranks diner. That's where Fredericks started off playing uh, playing mess piano in there, and it was then his uh, almost being spotted there allowed him to get an invite to the sergeant's mess, and that's where he then pl he's played there quite a bit over the last oh over at least the last year. That's good to have extracurricular activities, after all. Uh, any other uh, members of the staff strike you as particularly musically inclined, in addition to Howland and Fredericks? No, um, I wouldn't say Samford is musically inclined at all. He's a, you know, he kind of almost says it under his breath. He's more, he's more of a blockhead, in my opinion. <laughs> Can't all be um, Einstein's, after all. Hmm. How is the uh, how is the traffic as we head, I guess, probably through Aquatira and yeah, um, you pretty much you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said earlier about it's okay going in, but coming out is going to be a problem because no one's driving into the war zone; they're all driving out. So you are indeed finding there's a fair degree of traffic coming the other way. Um, there are some cars that you pass coming out of Limassol, which are almost uh, ropes going under through the windows and then tying all their possessions to the top of the car. And it's then lurching along, 
uh, tires screeching under the uh, the wheel arches as the suspension's being pushed up as high as it can go, or the mu- as much weight pushing down on it rather. That there's definitely the the feeling of exodus is beginning. Yeah, so there's <coughs> there's definitely hardly any traffic going into this place. I mean the the actual drive itself under any normal circumstance would be quite a nice one. Um, it takes you through Aquitiri and then you drive along the western and northern shores of the Limassol Salt Lake. Uh, Scrubland is gradually replaced by cultivated fields. And then you get onto Franklin Roosevelt Avenue, which leads into the western suburbs and then continues through the city directly to the marina. So you've got a straight road that goes in exactly to where you want. The, the buildings, as you approach the marina, become much closer together and it takes on a much more commercial district feel. So up until that point, you're passing through what is majority suburb of very much residential, but interspersed with some businesses. But then very much when you're in the call that marina area, it's commercial. But yeah, so there's plenty of vehicles going the other way. Um, there are also uh, points where the Cypriot National Guard have taken up positions along that main avenue. So at this point on the on the 19th of July, because the invasion hasn't started, uh, there are armed soldiers watching pa- uh, traffic pass in and out of town. Um, they do notice, they quite blatantly clock the fact your vehicle is marked with a Union flag and no action is taken against you. They very much, they don't like stand down, but you can see they make sure that you're going past and that nothing else goes on while, while you are passing. Yeah, there are also around, you can hear even over the engine, there is the occasional of gunfire off in the distance. And that seems to be quite sporadic as you go through the uh, go through Limassol. Uh, there are t- strands of flame, or not flame, uh, smoke going up into the sky, in, yeah, definitely implying that there is definite conflict is already getting hot around here. Uh, when you get to the marina itself, the place is quite like a, a ghost town i mean there are still occasionally you see people around uh, loading up their cars getting stuff thrown quickly in the back of vans screeching away as quick as they can and the marina itself is quite a um well as i think musgrave uh, described it it has a certain rustic charm to the, uh, to it it's open on a few uh, a few sides uh, shutters would normally come down and secure uh, secure the front uh, the frontage at night, but otherwise it's open to the nice cool wind that comes in off the off the marina itself. Uh, there's an outdoor seating area that's uh, protected by wide awnings that come down over the top. Um, but yeah, otherwise there's a nice shady interior. Uh, the bar looks fairly well stocked. Uh, looks like mostly locally sourced uh, sourced booze. You see the occasional. Uh, occasional brand that you recognize almost the obligatory uh, jmb sighting uh, is there and what's the park apocalypse drinking crowd like yeah <laughs> almost almost non-existent um you have a uh, definitely a man behind the bar that's a girl cleaning glasses as all bartenders are obligatory uh, instructed to do regardless of whether the shit is hitting the fan or not uh, there's a uh a lady that's about the same kind of age as the bartender, who you can see at the far end of the bar, 
um, who looks like she's seemingly on packing away a lot of stuff, uh, taking away a lot of the bottles from the to- uh, from the shelves and seemingly stacking them under the bar where there hopefully be a less chance of catching stray bullets, and then quite uh, juxtaposed to that, uh, looks like there is an eight-year-old girl uh, that sat at the far end of the bar uh, that's seemingly drawing with crayons onto a sheet uh, onto sheets of paper that she's got in front of her. It's the family business. And of course, we've got a little bit of ahead of ourselves. We pulled onto a side street so that we all know where the vehicle is. And then some were going to go ahead. Uh, Young, you're thinking of not going in at all, but setting up nearby? Yes, that's correct. Department. Establish where you are first so we know. Yeah, I'll Uh, be in that apartment. Uh, It looks pretty abandoned because I'm assuming everyone's evacuated. So it should be easy to just break in. I'll be on the second floor. That's why I'm not going to ask for a roll because you pulled it in one. (laughs) All right, and then uh, Morrison, you wanted to, and perhaps Gursky, you wanted to establish yourselves as <coughs> revelers before the rest of us wandered in? Yes, I think so. Probably the best idea. Try to blend in, make it so that, you know, when they arrive, that we're not seen as anything other than uh, people, you know, trying to get a drink and avoid the... We'll say in an open-air bar... Uh, has me a bit on edge. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhat disappointed. I I know that in the States, for example, people often cluster in bars before hurricanes and things um, and sort of waited out in the community. But uh, people reasonably here probably with possessions to worry about and the ability to move have just fled. Uh, and Longshaw, you and I will give them, what, 10 minutes to establish themselves before we... Sure. And are we going to uh, mention Musgrave to the bartender after we've assessed the situation? Well, he already is aware, so... But he wasn't told that to expect us. You know, I mean, I've... I've... I've been quiet all this time, but do you get the impression that the the bartender might somehow be involved? Why is he his his words just seem somewhat cryptic to me to Musgrave? Can I roll a psychology roll from with an extra difficulty from secondhand knowledge? I was about to say, if you're trying to do it from A, not hearing the exact wording, and B, not hearing it yourself, you can give me an extreme psychology roll to get an idea. Hey, I've got, I've got 70. I'll try. No, that's a 62. <laughs> there are too many possible variables that you need more yeah. information. Just keep your eye on them. Noted. We'll see you in 10 or so minutes if you don't run out screaming first. Cheers. Longshot, do you want to get a look around the block while we give them time? Assess the broader situation? Or should we just stick close by the vehicle and not get shot? Um, I think we stick near the vehicle. As long as we're here, they know that we're 
you know, official business or something and wander around and we're just people wandering around. I was going to say, what I can give uh, Gursky is a little bit of information, even on a pass, is you, yeah. could, get a, you could get a look at him now Mm-hmm. Say as he's prepping, and you can kind of read the scene under the uh, the gaze of that uh, that particular sure. skill. And yeah, if anything, there is a certain degree of apprehension and worry that it seems like they are in the process of battening down the hatches, that they are very much aware that conflict is coming, and they are looking to get the hell out of here. Yeah, he's got a kid. Yeah. All right. No. Well, you know, I'll make sure make sure the others know that, or you know, at least Gerald. Uh, it makes sense. He might just be caught up in the middle of this, but also be aware he might have a gun behind the counter. So don't be afraid to take out the bartender just because he has a kid. I'll be scanning with uh, binoculars. Yeah. Um, again, you you can see more of the more of the aforementioned. That definitely the uh, the wife, uh, as you as you can pretty much assume she is. Um, is very much uh, packing away the booze as best she can under the countertops so that if anything, if the bullets do start flying, they won't catch anything above a certain height and that they've got a bit more protection from the from the elements down there. Um, you do catch that she is going around a couple of times, going around the outside and starting to pull down shutters, not to the, the main front of the building, but definitely to the sides it does look like they are basically getting ready to lock the place down and then get the hell out. Well, I'm getting a drink. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, drink time. Okay, right. Um, you wander in. Uh, the bartender looks somewhat surprised that uh, that there's, there's visitors. And he does uh, begin by asking in Greek, what would you like? Um, uh, hmm. Say, does Stan, does Stan understand oh, this? Uh, I do Jared? not understand. I, I assume the bartender is asking us for a drink, but I don't, I'm not sure what I should the, respond with. I'm look, looking to you. I think uh, in Russian, Gerald will say, oh, I thought he knew. Uh, Russian? Uh, the, the guy does not understand Russian. Uh, that mm. I'll let your uh, Gursky's uh, psychology role ride. He has a genuine lack of uh, re- reaction of what the hell are you talking? Uh, Tries again in Turkish. Uh, that puts his back up a bit, but uh, he does. He does almost respond with, uh, well, he responds in Turkish by saying, "Yeah, if you're one of the." You can get out if you're talking that. <laughs> It'll switch to English. No, no worries. Just wasn't sure what uh, you understood. Oh, okay. Um, he, you can see the kind of the uh, the hatred level falling. But yeah, he he does reply. Yeah, I I know little little English. Yeah. Hook us up. Uh, Hook us up with whatever's not bidding. Yeah, Yeah. whatever's not getting put away in that box there. I'll take a beer. Oh yeah, we 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 do lots lots of local beers. Yes, sure. Um, He basically pulls out a couple of a couple of bottles from behind the counter. Okay, uh, pops them off. 
uh, puts a couple of glasses out and slides them across the uh, across the counter. So you Thanks. are you 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 are tourists at bad time. It was cheap. Trick gotta take advantage of what we can, you know. Here the weather's lovely this time of year. <laughs> yeah, we- weather good. Nothing else good. Yeah, it, um, I, I, I'd strongly, strongly suggest see if you can get to the airport and and leave this this no tourist town. Oh yeah, we, we're just waiting on our flight. Oh, uh, I hope you're. Uh, I hope you don't have problem. Us yeah. too. <laughs> Keep those beers coming, and we don't yeah. have to worry about it. No. Oh. Sure. I mean, he, he reaches under the counter, uh, pulls out another couple if you're ready, and so he puts them ready to have the uh, to pop the caps on them if needed. But yeah, otherwise he's um, yep. Yeah, he acts like a regular bartender, just a little surprise that he's actually getting some business uh, among, amongst this time. What's everyone else doing? Carl and I are getting ready to go in. Hmm? I've secured my room barricaded the door maybe and then yeah. i'm just scanning with my uh binos yeah i mean you can probably prop one of the beds uh, up against the door the, the place is a ghost town up here that everyone on this floor has just gone um very much you could easily you could pick the lock even if it was left if if it had been unlocked you could pick mm-hmm. it just the place is open it's not oh. been ransacked but it's being cleared out as quick as possible i'd like to put on a headset and see if i can check my comms with uh, dr wraith yeah, coming through nice and loud and clear. Okay. I'll flash like a flashlight at them if they're waiting for that, just to say that, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, you catch a discreet light from above. There you go. All right, Longshaw, I don't hear any shots uh, from yes. within. Shall we follow? Sure. Uh, so we uh, go in. Um mm-hmm. I'll I'll just go right up to the bar. I'm going to look a little bit like I'm exhausted, like uh, you know, it's a war out there. Uh, uh, I go up to the bar. Kalisperasas taritra to uso. I look over at uh, Carl. Uso, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he has to go over and uh, he got, this is one of the bottles that's already been put away. But yep, he uh, he whips it out, provides glasses. Yeah. Um. Parikalo. Um. I'll uh. I'll ask him in Greek. Um. What we were we were going to we were here from us, right? So. Um. Um. I'll just say uh, you received a phone call a while ago. We're here. About Musgrave. Oh yeah, he um it takes him a couple of seconds to realize and then you get very much that penny drop reaction from him. Oh yeah, you wanted to speak with the uh the young lady, yes? Yes, any chance she's going to show up. Well, she 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 swung by here uh, a few hours ago, um oh. saying that she would she was saying that she wouldn't be out she wouldn't be in town for at least well, until tomorrow. That she had business that would be taking her aside. To be honest, anyone leaving town in like a war zone like this, 
I'm not even sure they're going to come back. Yeah, it's quite quite awful out there. Um, really hoping to to talk to her. Um, do you? It's it's probably rude of me to ask, but is there any way you could give me information on how I could contact her? Right. He looks a little bit kind of hmm, at that. Um, he looks around, pretty much knowing it's just his wife and his daughter mm-hmm. around. They're both out of earshot down the other end of the bar. But he leans over, leans over the bar, says, you're uh, asking some fairly, well, questions about some fairly dangerous people, you know. And this, uh, this woman, uh, she's involved in, in organized crime. Uh, I also have a bit of Greek and forty, so I can. I'm following this, and <clears throat> I'm not associating us any further with the weirdos down the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we. Well, this is why Lusgrave asked us to to help with this transgression. He can't. He can't out leave the base, and you know she's presenting him with difficulties. Do you do you know what her real name is? Or where she might live? Well, she um, he kind of taps his nose and says, uh, you understand enough then that uh, Cartel is not her real name? Seems uh, yes. safe to assume under the circumstance, yes. He, he nods. You can see, you can always hear the clock, uh, the clockwork cogs ticking away inside. He, he nods to himself. Hmm. I I think I can help, but you you see what is happening around here. Of course, yes. There's a, a great deal of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a family man. This is my gestures towards the end of the bar. Mm-hmm. This is my uh, my wife and daughter, uh, my wife Yana and my daughter Athanasia. That I fear for their safety when when the when the invasion happens but of course if you if you are with musgrave you must have access to the airbase indeed uh you, you you provide us you provide us safety you get us into the airbase with the refugees and the evacuees so that we have somewhere safe to stay and ride this ride out this storm and i'll give you all all i know about this woman it's, it's eminently fair, I think, don't you? Well, I think you've made it clear that uh, you're afraid of repercussions should, you know, you're aware there it's organized crime. Yes. Um, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, we wouldn't want anything to happen to your your, your you know, lovely wife, daughter. Um yeah. Alpionese is very adorable. What's she coloring? Um, she just seems to be doing a little doodle about the seafront. So the kind of the marina itself, the the, the buildings around here, um, in all different types of colours. So blues, greens, oranges, yellows, reds. Very colourful. Yes, uh, I actually. Um, well, let's let's copy down what information you have while your wife continues to pack up, and then I'll go and speak to somebody about getting 
if I can shortcut you two passes. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for you to wait for you to get back. I'm also going to slip him. I mean, the Uzo is not that expensive, but I'll I'll slip him more than you know. He's got a family to take care of, right? so I'll, I'll maybe slip him a hundred bucks. Okay, I don't know if they use American money here at this point, but uh, no, no, they have the Cypriot pound, uh, which is let's say it was 1974. It was uh, it was decimalized in 1955. So still the, the same currency. There's 1,000 mils to the pound. Uh, coins in 1, 5, 25, 50, and 100 mil denominations alongside uh, 250, 501 pound, and 5 pound banknotes. Okay. So slipping him $100 is a quite a lot, given the, the exchange rate at that point is one Cypriot pound is $2.74 US. Okay. Yeah, see, my character doesn't really quite have the concept of worth money. He's got money because he's a scientist, but he doesn't you he doesn't do much with it. So <laughs> yeah, he gives him like a hundred hundred bucks and okay. Well, yeah, he, he takes that. It's kind of his eyes light up and it's like, wow, uh, thank you. Yeah, you, you don't catch any kind of deception or Anything, okay. but you generally get the feeling that this guy is desperate and he is his at forefront is that he is worried for his family. So money's a nice bonus, but he really is looking for the safety of his family first to get them on the airbase. Uh so if I popped out to Palmer uh and said, you know, is there any sort of do you have like a a, a booklet of passes we can fill out? We have three locals that are desperate to make sure they get on the base to family. He th he thinks again. You can see him kind of almost like mentally ticking through a almost like a roster in his head. Uh, I don't have anything on me, but I know how we can get people inside. Uh, the uh, the guard at the checkpoint owes me a favor, so I can call that in when we get back, and they we can get them in without any problem. It might they, be they a, have a... all the paperwork they need. Very good, thank you, Palmer. We can hopefully convoy with them back. All right, we should be out shortly. <clears throat> Keep your head down. I'm going to go over and talk to the little girl, just about what she's drawing. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's she's uh, an eight-year-old uh, girl. She kind of looks up as you uh, as you come in, as you come over to her, and then kind of acknowledges you're there, and then starts to fill in a few more of the buildings i'm gonna ask her about you know how school are you doing math yet are you doing science mm -hmm. but i'm just i'm not trying to get anything out of her i'm just being friendly and nonchalant yeah she kind of looks up at her mum on the other side of the the other side of the bar and then kind of very very timidly says not supposed to talk to strangers That's good. Then, Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> well, the uh, the mother kind of looks up and uh, having caught at least a little bit of the interaction down the other end of the bar that you've been talking with her husband says, oh, it's okay. Uh, it's okay, dear. I think, uh, I think the young man's, uh, yeah, I think the young man's been quite, uh, quite polite. You can, you can ask, you can answer if you want. And she, uh, she timidly responds with, yeah, we, we, we're learning, 
we're learning about numbers and we're taking taking art classes. I like art. Yeah. Art is beautiful art. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of beautiful art in Greece and uh, Cyprus and everywhere else. Yeah. So we'll just be having a little chit chat mm-hmm. to look inconspicuous. Yeah, um, there's there's nothing that alarms you about the girl. There's no kind of creepy vibes that she's drawing anything uh, particularly ominous that might relate to your mission at all. She is literally an innocent eight-year-old girl that's kind of caught up at the end of the bar uh, where, her, where her parents can keep an eye on her, being told, here's a stack of paper, draw something and keep yourself occupied while yeah, we pack yeah. up the bar. It's yeah, typical family, family bar, family place. Yeah, she she kind of states that she's a little bit bored, but they the hope they say they're hopefully going on a drive out of here soon. Well, uh, if I need to make sure everything's packed up first, if I've got coins or something in my pocket, I'll do magic tricks or something for her. Little silly, uh-huh. just yeah. entertaining her and myself while we're waiting. When I come back, I you know I realized I haven't actually asked the gentleman his name. Okay, and, Ilias. Oh, I assumed he had more a name than Ilias, but fine, fair enough. Uh, oh, yeah, it, he has a surname as well. If you're after that, uh, it's uh, Marine uh, Marinos. Okay, it's Marina's uh, bar. Yeah, it's across from the Marina. I anyway. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Mister Marinos, uh, I have we've spoken to somebody from the base, uh, and we anticipate. There should be no difficulty, whatever, in guaranteeing your family admission. Um, do you have a vehicle? You'll be caravanning with us so as to bring as much of what you have as possible? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to make any kind of role here because you have you make a truthful statement, so there's no lie or deception here. Um, his eyes light up and you can see like genuine hope kind of spring up on his face. Like, yeah, yeah, we, we've got a we've got a camper van round the round the back. We're we're ready to we're ready to go in a in a few minutes, really. A few minutes, very good. So, um, if you can uh, tell us what you know about the woman who pretends to be Avarine Cartal, we'll be on our way as well. Yeah, it is certainly, certainly. Um, her her real name is Birchin uh, Usen. Uh, she's originally from. Uh, from Turkey, she's from Ankara. Uh, she came here a couple of years ago, and she uh, she shacked up with uh, a fellow by the name of um, Aidan Dickman, uh, who runs a uh, who runs an art gallery about a mile from here. Um, now, I think we had this cleared up last time, but I'll ask it again just in case. Uh, does anyone have any organisation knowledge near East or Middle East? We learned disappointingly we did not. Okay. The name Aidan Dickman means nothing to you then. But yeah, he's um he very much whispers, but uh yeah, Dickman is uh the connection to organized crime. He's a uh, he's a thief and as far as I can tell, a uh, a kind of a smuggler, but I'm not too sure what it is that he smuggles. Uh, I know that there have been there's whispers about you don't cross him, that you don't have 
um, you don't get in his way or kind of muscle in on his turf. And this uh, this Uzan woman has been working for him for some time. So that that rule of thumb extends to her pretty much by uh, by default. Did she use this uh, your bar on more than one occasion to help uh, Dickman with his goings on? Yeah, he nods. Yeah, the num- the number I have for uh, for her. If people get in touch through me here, um, she pays me a little bit as a just on the side as a, to act like a go between, like a degree of separation between her and people that she works with or is uh, doing things with. That. Uh, the number I have is for her office in the um, in the art gallery, mm. but as I said, she swung she swung by here to let me know early this morning that she was heading out of town. So similarly, are uh, have you ever heard of a snow that she might have known? Someone called Mister Snow. He shakes his head. I I haven't heard of any snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know if Dickman's already closed down his art gallery? I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been out to the art gallery. We we live just across just across the way. He gestures to one of the apartment blocks. So we've had no reason to go that far out, especially in the, uh, especially with things as they are out on the streets. Suppose there's an outside chance that she might be at the art gallery, but it sounds like she left town for a while. Well, that she's already in the airbase. Uh, that's an exchange we had in English, perhaps, that our fellows could enjoy. We don't know they don't know English. We know, I mean, we don't know much about it. We had it in Section 46 talk. <laughs> you can do with your hands. Is that a special sign language that they yeah. teach only you? Bene, Bene Gesserit language <laughs> how much photography that's, you that's have crossing, that's crossing the franchise streams we might get we might get some kind of feedback there i uh all right well um should we uh uh perhaps mrs marinos uh can show us to the caravan while you lock up the place yes um that happens uh she obviously comes uh, comes along is informed by the husband we're getting out of here and we've got safety on the airbase she is also happy um informs the daughter to go get all the drawings and crayons together and they will meet you up outside while he pull, pulls down the shutters and locks the place up for good with morrison and gersky locked inside <laughs> yeah he, um he does uh he does go over to you guys and say uh, don't worry the uh, the beers are on me, but we are closing up. So he he pulls up uh, a crate from under the counter and just puts it on there and says, "Here, knock yourselves out." Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, he'll take a take a few it. Yeah, yeah. say <laughs> so he's pretty actually he's pretty strong. So yeah, well you know, grab it. When we all get in the same military vehicle, the illusion is going to be. Ruined. We might as well just it's come parked clean down it. the street and say, "I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't I know you. Please don't talk to me." <laughs> We're going to be caravanning with them, Gursky. So no, I'm saying pro- out of character. The vehicle's yeah. not. We parked down the street. Right, but the plan is to caravan with the family. So when we all get into the vehicle down the street and they pull up behind us, it might 
off. The only question is whether we want to visit the art gallery before or separately. You know that it would be about 20 minutes, at least in one direction, assuming traffic has maybe got a little bit more difficult going the other way. That might increase to half an hour, maybe 40 minutes, and then maybe another 20 minutes or half an hour coming back. So you could do the going back to the airbase and then coming back again into Limassol and then going to the art gallery because it's only a further mile down the road. Right. You could do that round trip in at, at most, you think, probably an hour and a half. Probably more likely an hour. Get the family out of danger. Uh, would we meet back up if you tell us that'll be, well, we're taking a look at the camper first, right? Like, we're not just going to let them we're not giving people away onto the base with, uh, you know, this uh, Usan and her army oh. that just drives through in the camper. I think we can probably explain to the family who seem quite relieved by the whole circumstance that a quick look around would be in order. Yeah, a little paranoia never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. A lot of paranoia has hurt quite a few people as well. It's a double-edged sort of thing. But yes, uh, I think, I mean, Mr. Marianas, you'll excuse my friend here who uh, has seen some things. He just wants to make sure that uh, we're not bringing a Trojan horse in, if you will. Yeah, he he, well, he gets the reference and so again, there's that penny drop reaction. He says, uh, yeah, uh, please don't take offense at the uh, maybe some of the quality of the vehicle. It's uh, times of times have been hard. Yeah. And if you have a look around the vehicle, there are definite signs that this is a guy that likes to practice DIY maintenance on his on his yeah. vehicle. Um, there's there's also the it's the the place isn't exactly dirty, but it's not clean either. So you can go all over the vehicle. You don't need to make a signals roll. There is nothing here. I mean, there are plenty of places where there could be stuff hidden. Uh, you do a good thorough check, even down to the uh, got the Breaking Bad style. I'm going to take the uh, got a gas can or uh, the gas cap off and see if there's anything hidden in that. And yeah, there is nothing here that is hidden. This is a legit, as as it says on the tin, a VW camper van. Of the, uh, I believe at one point uh, called like, the most deadliest vehicle in Europe with the amount of uh, people that got killed in these things. Uh, it is a camper van that has seen much better days, many of them, but much better days. Uh, has a little bit of a uh, of an aroma to it. Um, smoke coming out from under the bonnet from where the uh, where the engine has been uh, repaired in inverted commas. But it's a functioning vehicle, and there is not a single bit of tampering or bug work that has been put on here. Like likewise, there is no hidden bomb under the under the vehicle. There's no secret compartment that would allow anyone else in there. It's clean. I'm very suspicious that Matthew gave us such a thorough. Yeah, I don't trust it now. <laughs> it's, it's, main, it's mainly the it's mainly the GM thinking. Damn it! Why didn't I think they could have actually got into the, someone could have got in the base with the car? That's a good idea, but it's a bit late because this thing's been published for quite a few years now. The only question I have is whether or not we should let the 
vehicle of Palmer and the caravan go back to the base and come back and pick us up after we've gone to investigate the art gallery. That would get I mean, Palmer out of your hair for quite a while. And we're losing a bit of time with the back and forth. I mean, conditions in Limassol might get worse while we're in transit. Yeah. It's not as though most of you aren't armed to the teeth, and I am not without defense myself. If there's a way that they can go separately from us back to the base and still offer us a way to get around. Palmer, can you can you wire something in to, to guarantee the family uh, the past? Oh, trust me, I, I don't need to wire anything in because this isn't the kind of conversation that I want to have out on uh, anything other than face to face, if you get my meaning. The um the guard doesn't want me to pull in that uh, pull in the card of hey I got you drugs six weeks ago you're going to get these people in on uh get these people into the base without uh, without asking any questions right that's not a conversation I'm going to have uh, other than face to face. Why don't you take the take the family back and yeah. uh, we'll look at this art gallery and then we'll meet you there. Yeah. Do you want me to drive their vehicle and leave you with the leave you with the Land yeah. Rover? Or correct? Oh, that seems very helpful. Yes. Okay. Uh, you will need to give me a persuade roll to do that because he has orders that he was supposed to stick like uh, stick to you like glue. We're not going to do anything unusual. No, but this is con this is going against his orders. So. Who's, who's going to do the persuade roll? You have it. <laughs> Oh, doctor? Says no. <laughs> so I can mm -hmm. fast talk him into trying to say that this isn't against his orders, but I think with what we've said, you're going to have to make the roll if it's persuade. I've only got 10 in persuade. Well, I have a little better than that, so let me see if I can do anything. And he has just admitted, he has just invited us to blackmail him for that matter by saying that the guard is... It'd be, more, oh. it'd be more blackmailing him, blackmailing somebody else. But yes, it's a little complicated. I, I have got a 15 for my 30, so oh, there a you hard go. success. And that's what you need. In which case, he he kind of ums and ahs about it and says, well, it, it makes kind of sense. I won't mm -hmm. be gone too long. I can get another vehicle out here. Just I know where you're going. Uh, you say you're going to this art gallery? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, if, if, we're not, if, we're, if, we're, if we're not back in a couple of hours, then you'll know where we've, we've left. No, that that's fine. I can't. Unfortunately, it's good. It's take. It would take too long to get there and back. When yeah, that that that's yeah. that's okay. I'll mm -hmm. just exactly. don't, just don't tell just don't tell the group commander that uh, uh yeah the group captain that I left. Thumbs the word. Yeah. But as as he starts to turn away and starts to head towards the VW, he stops and kind of turns back with this kind of quizzical look on his face and says, oh, "Out of interest, how did you?" What? Why? How did you end up here so so soon? Did you have some kind of prior knowledge about this place? What do uh, you mean? I, I'd like to try psychology roll in. It seems a strange question. Yeah. You can, yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm because uh, because he doesn't know about Musgraves, right? Yeah. Just a regular for me. If there's anything else beyond that, I rolled an extreme, so. Right. Um, in which case, with an extreme, yeah, uh, Wraith hits it almost on the head there, is that from his perspective, you've turned up, had a word with the group commander, 
And then just this lead has come from nowhere. So in his mind, maybe he's thinking, hang on a minute. The only thing that was maybe out of the ordinary was I was told to go and have a cigarette out of earshot from Musgrave. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he's fishing. Did Musgrave tell, uh, tell you about this? And therefore, by extension, you're thinking, well, if that if he meant that, then how did he know about mm-hmm. this? It's almost like right. he's sniffing out to see, can he get any dirt on Musgrave? Right. But being that he knows that we're SIS and etc. already, I can just be like, we have been keeping an eye on things for a little while. Uh, hopefully long enough. I'm afraid we've been quite a bit flat-footed. But... Uh, there's been rumor about this uh, drop point. Um, if things go well, we can discuss it all over another uh, lovely Uzo in a, in a few days. Once the nukes are safely off and so on, maybe the violence quelled. But uh, you're a, a sharp filler there, Palmer. And uh, do make the best time you can, please, um, because you know we'd rather not get any further exposed out here than we must be. Gotcha. Uh, you can give me a fast talk roll with a bonus die. Well, that's not a skill I have. And I've been using up my good rolls. Yeah, I can't, I can't spend 48 to make that a success. Okay. Yeah, it's, he kind of looks a little doubtful about what you, what you say, but he kind of takes it in his stride. Says... Outside, but mum, mum's still the word, so all good. Thanks very much, Bowman. And he drives away, right, leaving you. Uh, well, he gets in the at least the VW camper. He offers to drive uh, for uh, for the Marinos family, um, only to promptly find that apparently it takes a certain knack to get that vehicle running. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you have to turn the key at a certain angle. You have to, you have to make a certain incantation with black candles at the right position. You, you have, have to, to know when to pull the coat out. hanger. Yeah. yeah, when to invoke the dark gods. Yeah. So yeah, after a while, they do finally get it going, and they do start puttering down the road. Uh, black uh, cloud coming out from the back of the uh, the exhaust pipe, and they fade away into the distance leaving you with the Land Rover. And you want to head off to the gallery. Yeah. Dickman, the Dickman, Aiden Dickman Art Gallery. That's right. It's about a mile away, so it won't take you that long long to go uh, to get there. Looking at the looking at the time that is probably the best point to uh, to call it if you want so we have you driving off towards the towards the gallery and you'll arrive at the beginning of next session excellent our players included david gassaway alex sun nathan decker john dos passos and myself with matthew sanderson as the keeper of the secrets we have a discord server where you can chat with our other members you can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. 
and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.